could you possibly be mad about? I don't know. You like? Are we like on the timer? Like yeah, we're, he we're like back shut, to the value he like of shut minutes. us down like right when the start. He's like, oh, by the way, like you're wasting my time. I didn't say you're waiting. Oh, this is it. This is I want to waste time on the podcast. It's the time to waste time. Is it now? The people are listening to another fantasy football show presented by Sports Injury Central. Injury Central is how you say that. Sports that was Injury Central. Smooth. You were very smooth for a second. Until, now, see, here's yeah, the thing: is what yeah. you need to do is when you mess up, you just keep messing up, right? Yeah. People yeah. love that. They love it when you do that. So, SportsInjuryCentral.com uh, to get all the information uh, about us. What are you, Charlie Chaplin? Like, you make mistakes on purpose, so they silently laugh Whoa. at you? Like, yeah. It's a I deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. Who would have thought? Uh, no, sportsinjurycentral.com. I was watching Peaky Blinders. He, he comes up. I'm sorry. S-I-C-score.com. I am Justin with Jacob and Taylor. We are uh, another fantasy football show. That's right. There's so many of them out there. And here's another one. That's our that's our big our big push, and you're listening to nugget, it. So yeah. look, we got you. You're hooked. Uh, hooked on phonics, uh, and by phonics, I mean fantasy football. Uh, SportsInjuryCentral.com, uh, which is not our actual website, it's SICScore.com, is now the home of the preseason injury report. Get this before you draft. This is our draft kit to you, uh, Jacob. Break it down. What are they going to get in this online pamphlet? Fam- pamphlet. So first of all, it's over 50 pages, so it was a pain to put together, so please read it. Um, but <laughs> Every year it is. Yeah, every year. <laughs> every year. There's just so much information about football. But yeah, we, we break down injury details for each team and season-long uh, six scores for the key players. Uh, you can control F it, command F it, whatever medium you're on. But it's very searchable, Very um, everything's linked at the top. There's a table of contents, everything. So if you're interested in your team, your division, your fancy players that you're targeting, it's all there, so... And it's fluid, right? Like yeah. it, 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 the new injuries, it doesn't like once you PDF it, you will get the new information as well. Once you know, so it's always right. updating. Yeah, it'll be updated with after every preseason week with all the latest injuries. So, uh, yeah. And how much are we That's charging for this? How much are we charging for this? I think about it every day. When I first did it, when we first started this site, <laughs> I wanted to just like run around and throw twenty bucks at people because I think that could easily be done. It was eighty pages, and I know no one was reading it <laughs> except me. But I mean, we it just, has so much information. We just mail people books of it, and then yeah. just like charge them afterwards that's not how it works that's but the way to no, do it it's, it's uh, free yeah it's approximately zero dollars uh in, but if you win your fantasy league maybe 500 like you could just have tips, yeah, tips yeah, are like appreciated yes 0.11 percent uh, yeah so six score.com sic score.com uh take that uh that injury report right to your face and you'll you'll win your draft that's the way to do it right that's that's what they say that's that's what they say we're just trying to do our part to help you succeed and then the rest of this podcast We'll do our part to try to shill you on on who we believe is is the best players uh, outside of that. You know, shill, huh? Or yeah, shill? we want to just we want to we want to imprint on you uh, our biases, which was that's the whole point of a fantasy football show, correct? I feel like that's biases. No? He's doing really well right now. Hey, come on, He's wordsmithing. Yeah, he is wordsmithing. No, I'm okay. Impre- I'm so impressed. before no, I'm showing my get... impre- impression. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we will get words. into the twelve team superflex mock draft that we completed yesterday, right? So we finished it right. yesterday. We're going to break it down, uh, what we liked, what we disliked, and and just kind of run down how that worked. Uh, And we did have a special guest in the draft, uh, our own Luke Sawhook, fantasy football aficionado on the interwebs. Um, He was at pick two, which I I don't know why I'm saying the picks right now because we're not getting into it, but we spaced it out across the board. It was two, five, eight, eleven, and we'll get to get to that in a second. Just to show the different strategies, right? Yeah, we want to grouped up together. Yeah, imagine if we were just one, two, three, four, and that was it. That'd be you know. We'd be, We'd be sniping, sniping each other. Each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been entertaining, though, right? I feel like I would have had fun there. That yeah. Would, yeah. That would have been very scary. Uh, but before we get into the recap of that, 
Uh, there's one thing I want to touch on, and then Jacob, if we want to get in anything else, f- feel free. But right out the gate, I know we talked about it on our dudes and duds seg- segment last week. Romeo Dobbs, right now, I can't, I can't. The hype train for this man is terrifying, and I, I, it needs to be addressed. And I think, do we pour water on it, or, or are we pouring? Let's say, is it, it is it wrong? As I say, you only pour water. Like, this, I mean, there's some of them that I, I, you know, there's some people I'm like, wow, like, like I think like Pacheco. Calm down. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know about him being well, good. Well, already but, established starter there. Like, why, yeah. do, why do people think CEH doesn't have a firm grip on that job? Even if he doesn't, I think even McKinnon's going to have a better fantasy year than Pacheco. So, I don't know. There, there's some things I do think need to be the water thrown on them. Dubs or Dobbs, I'm not sure. I think he, yeah. he's showing. I think they want to speed him along, right? I think what's crazy to me is that, like, every story that comes out of Packers camp is... Dobbs caught an Aaron Rodgers ball. Everybody freaked out. There was applause. Aaron Rodgers gave him the salute from across the field. And like now they're best buddies. And you said that now they're like going out to lunch together. So wh- why? where else are you getting where are these they going? stories? Where are they going to lunch? Well, yeah. Well, first <laughs> where off, are they where are they going to lunch? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to, to see where Aaron Rodgers is taking rookies out to lunch. That's I don't all know vegan it's... plant-based. I think you said <laughs> yeah, it, right? Yeah. Got a strange appetite. Dobbs is uh, from LA, so he's used to that. Yeah, that's true. So I, I guess... I mean, I, I, I'm i obviously a Packers fan. I, if you've heard any of the other podcasts, I'm in on this. That's why I bring it up because I'm just curious. We don't really have, outside of Alan Lazard, who I do think is actually going to be a decent value in fantasy this year, uh, there's got to be somebody else he's going to throw the ball to, right? And and they drafted Christian Watson, and I was very excited. Everybody's obviously still, I think, very excited about him. But he is being, I've never seen this this just complete overshadowing Two rookies. One was picked later in the draft, but one's actually doing things. I guess I should. That's probably the the biggest difference here is Christian Watson has yet to actually really accomplish much on the field. But in my head, the amount of hype that Romeo Dobbs is getting right now, I'm just trying to imagine how the scenarios would be different because where he's going in drafts right now, obviously it's creeping up with everything that every news that breaks, it creeps up a little bit more as ADP's rising. If this was Christian Watson, if this was, if you flip Christian Watson for for Dobbs right now, is Christian Watson the r- rookie wide receiver one? Like he's flying off the shelves, right? Right. He's he going had like the draft top... capital already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. No, I remember last year it's like kind of the same situation, but like this guy didn't have any. Is uh, remember uh, Sermon and Mitchell for the Niners? Sermon was third round, I believe, and Mitchell was six. Like yeah. Mitchell clearly became the man there, right at the six, but. Ser- sermon at three you know everybody was hyping sermon up i remember in the drafts early in that year a lot of people were taking late flyers on sermon you know they're because like that offense can can sustain two to three running backs you know they've they've done it you know so mitchell obviously became the man i don't know if it's the same situation there where the packers are like all right watson's really good maybe he's a project maybe he's more of a project than we know like he could be elite next year but like right now like Dobbs doesn't need any, he doesn't look like he needs any time to do that you know and i remember we talked about i, I could give you a call about it too um Normally they they push along the wide receivers, rookies, and Packers, right? And I know you said they just had a, such a crowded um, wide receiver room the last couple of years with drivers. And, you know, uh, you know, you were mentioning all of them, right? With uh, Adams and Jordy Nelson never came up quick. Like they didn't have a thousand yard seasons until their fourth or fifth seasons, both of them. So they didn't have to though. They, they didn't, didn't have to. No, right. it's it's a different situation now. I think Rodgers is getting to a point these maybe one or two years done. So he needs someone to do stuff now. He lost Adams. Um, he's Dobbs is doing enough right now to be like, all right, do this for me right now. Why am I holding you back? You know, what's 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 the reasoning? You know, and you're right. Lazard is going to be good, but I see Lazard as a two. He's never going to be a one. So you need someone to be the alpha in that room. So it's going to be Watson. It's going to be Dobbs. It's not going to be Cobb. Cobb's always going to be the three little old guy hanging hey, around. Hey, being, come on, being, man. 
Sorry. It's not Sammy Watkins. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, Sammy Watkins. I keep forgetting. Sammy Watkins Everyone's just skipping over Sammy Watkins no, skip, over in the head. Like. I keep skipping over him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think he's a kind of guy that he definitely can. But, I mean, we, we put him on a team that had such a great offense in Chiefs. And he did the same thing he did yeah. with the Bills. It seems like you put him on an elite team with a good situation. And he still just gets lost. He's still going to get maybe 600, 700, and like three to four touchdowns, which, like, it's not a crazy, that's not a crazy, like, that's flyer. Like, you know, if you're doing like a 25 round, whatever, right. that's a decent little whatever. But um, you, you can't rely on him. When he was on the Bills, I remember he was supposed to be amazing. Then he just kept on hurt, hurt, hurt. You know, when you saw him play, though, he was good. Now it just seems like when you do see him play, he is decent, but it's not enough. Right. I think the injury history and age at this point, you're just like, I'll take a flyer on somebody. But he's getting skipped over. I think if there's some drafts there, you see like, oh, crap, Watkins is there. You know, he's somebody that like I could I could see having like a huge week in like week one or two and like being a waiver wire guy that you pick up and he just is a dead spot on your roster the rest of the season. He's going to I think he's going to be that guy. Yeah, Um, I agree. But anyway, that's I just wanted to bring up the Packers stuff going in. That's a great segue because I want to start looking at ADP and just injury angle on guys. I mean, a lot of these guys, it's kind of like gut feeling up you got two guys that that follow you at a certain adp and you're just picking between them so it's you i mean obviously factor factor in offense quarterback play all that stuff but for sure um just want to mention romeo dobbs and michael gallup around the same adp on half point uh ppr going around dobbs is slightly ahead of gallup i i think i mean how do you not go dobbs over gallup gallup's not going to be available the first you're getting a full season from Dobbs. yeah you're getting a full season from dobbs gallup Maybe he's maybe he avoids IR to start the season. Maybe he is available to play in week three, week four. I think that's where we're kind of projecting him at. Uh, the pro football docs are. I can pull up a six score right now, but um, that it's just it's funny how much that happens in fantasy football. Where it and this year more than anything because there's so many guys coming back from ACL. Um, we wrote an article on the website: Michael Thomas versus Chris Godwin and their uh, ADPs. They're they're pretty pretty similar in their ADPs. I think. One's at 69, one's at 70. But Michael Thomas has a 77 six score. His ankle's looking better in recent videos. Chris Godwin's at a 62. He's he's off the pup, but he still has that big, lengthy, big, bulky brace on his right knee. I don't think anyone's expecting him week one. Mm-hmm. It's so what, what is your guys' takes? If if you're if it falls to you, you need a wide receiver, Michael Thomas versus Chris Godwin. Who are you going with? I'm going Michael Thomas. Um Chris Godwin is probably in a better situation. Um, but I just think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna need to use him in the first go. Like they're they're good enough that they can avoid him. I know they got Julio, they got the Russells, they have Mike. He could be potentially the fourth guy there just just for a couple weeks. Like I don't see them like like on the other situation with Thomas. They also don't need him, but I think he's farther along. Um, I know it has lingered. I know we just updated six score to seventy seven. I believe um, what you said, um, but I, it's gonna. I I believe it's gonna keep going up. I think by the time week one's, I think he's going to be in the 80s. So, and Godwin, like, like it's kind of like the Gallup situation. I know he's on pup. I mean, not, he's off pup. Gallup is on pup. I know Godwin's not, but I don't think that means anything. Godwin's first four weeks are not going to be good. Then that's even being nice. They might be six, you know. So, I think you, Thomas. I know he's getting a lot of bad stuff, but I think he's trending really in a way better direction than Godwin. Yeah, I think I, I tend to agree there. I think I think Michael Thomas is probably the the risk I'd be more willing to take at that point. I mean, and it's not even because I think I think if they were both healthy right out the gate and and given given the histories, I think I'd probably go Godwin personally. For but, sure, no, right. absolutely. But yeah, with the injury, yeah. with them signing Julio, like you know what I mean? Like I just feel like there's so many things that like they're not they don't need to rush him back, like you said. So it's like I don't know. I, I like, Michael Thomas. 
we haven't really seen him do anything in in, in a long time. But Two years. I feel like his Two role, years. like his yeah. role, is secured though. He comes back. He's still the alpha dog there, right? Like he's still the guy. If he's as healthy as he was, or healthy enough, I just want to see him on the field, right? Like we yeah. all just kind of want to get him yeah. out there. Like just just let it happen. That's a tough choice, but I think I'd still lean Michael Thomas. Well, all these are the going to be. T- I think all these are choice. That's why they're in the same ADP range. Right. All these are going to be tough decisions. Yeah, I would say Chris Godwin's ceiling is capped more than Michael Thomas because of the injury. Like we're, you're going to have to wait till the second half of the season for him to start producing Chris Godwin numbers. There's nothing to say Michael Thomas can't produce those numbers week three, well, week four. I I'll mean, I know he's got thing, the hamstring, but that's he should be on the field week one. They did upgrade their wide receiver room, so he might not get you know those 147 catches, whatever. But he like you're getting three fourths of that, or you know four fifths. We were talking about fractions earlier. Whatever you want out of that, like he's still getting a decent decent numbers you know and it's it's going to be better than godwin's half a year one fourth year that he's missing let me throw out two other names for you guys george kittle being drafted around 42 darren waller 46.7 uh darren waller's six score is 84 george kittle's at 94 is there even a choice between those two i mean kittle seems to always get a calf injury i know that's that's not injury prone it's more prone to injury just because he's so heavily involved in the offense that might be more situation-based than injury right now. I think they're both going to be fine. I mean, uh, Waller has a little hamstring. He just returned to practices uh, Wednesday. Recording. Right, he had the early, yeah. early hamstring, so yeah. it should be good. Yeah, so, I mean, we had that weird knee injury last year. Kittle, I think the one thing with Kittle is that the points he gets per game when he does play, if we have the 13-game season 10, it's insane, right? He gets like 15, 20. You know, he's an elite player. So, I think more situation-based. I think his, his role is very secure. I think uh, Trey Lance should be relying on the tight end a little more. Um, especially he's gonna be running, you know, running on the on the fly. So I think that's a good situation for him. Waller, you just got Adams. You got a couple other pieces. It's a different offense. I'm not. I don't necessarily think he's gonna be bad, but I don't think it's gonna be as much of a target share than he had last year, uh, last year, or the years before. So I lean Kittle on that on that ADP argument. Yeah, that's a that's another. God, these are these that's are a, that's so a tough, tough one. I mean, no, well, the thing yeah, is, we just sure. did we just did our. If you go back a couple episodes, we did our, our first mock draft episode, and I I picked Waller right, and I and I was happy with that at the time. But it just seems like another one. It's another one of those things that's happening where it's like, well, there's still his week one is now uncertain, and his his injury, he's still injured. All this, everything just keeps keeps rolling out. And sure, maybe maybe it's just a smokescreen or something. I don't know. But I, just the fact that he's not out there actually actively doing anything right now is kind of scaring me a little bit. So well, my I, my rankings yeah. actually have Schultz above a Waller uh, from the Cowboys. So I actually think Kittle yeah. is a little bit better than Waller. That's related to Gallup too. I mean, there's yeah. there's going to be the yes. more targets. Right, and we had the Waller debate in in the in the Superflex mock draft we just did yesterday, where yes, I, I I think his volume will go down, but I do think his quality of targets is going to go up. So That's so it's true. really, That's, I mean, now yeah. that you have somebody like it was just pretty much Waller and Renfro last year, and and even then they weren't really they weren't. It was more Renfro when Waller was out, right? It wasn't right. really sure. So so with Devontae Adams next to Waller, you got to expect that the coverage is going to shift off of him so he'll he'll have a little a lot more opportunity for one-on-ones and just to to you know make an impact so i don't really i'm not really knocking waller for for Devontae adams showing up i actually think that that's a a, a plus on my end i mean it, you can go really either way with that but i don't know I, that's a good point though i think because i think people are dropping waller for that i think they're dropping him too far like right. i have waller over hawkinson goddard Ertz, people that maybe you might take over wall people were having dropping them i've seen to like the eighth or ninth person which is a little too i think that's too much i think you like yeah. you said there is a fear for the target share being dropped there's no way it's not going to drop it's Devonte adams that's an elite number like one of the top four receivers in the league 
So right. if you it, if you tell me Darren Waller's suiting up week one, I'll I'm I'll take the Waller. He's suiting up week one. Yeah, then I'll take the yeah. Waller. I think the Waller over <laughs> yeah. this yeah. one. You heard it. Yeah. Official. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Big. We'll come Raider, back to this. If, he's not, if he doesn't suit up week one, it's gonna be your but your uh your <laughs> we'll, we'll clip this for you. Oh, this yeah. is yeah. recorded so, for accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Doc uh, usually says book it. I don't want to do that, but I'm confident. You seem pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two other wide receivers. Mike Evans going around 26, AJ Brown going at 29. Mike Evans had his annual hamstring pull, you know. He's I think he's still out of practice. He might be in limited practice right now, but he, he just had, he returned when Tom Brady returned. They right. the same day. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yep. Um for that one, Evans thing for me over AJ Brown. Um I know I didn't get you, let you finish. I'm sorry. Uh AJ Brown had the bilateral knee surgeries, so that that was uh this will be 2 years from that now. Um he had the weird chest injury last year too, so he's in a new situation. I don't like Jalen Hurts throwing ability that much. He's going to be a good fantasy quarterback and rushing. You know, he's he's taking he's going to take a little bit of a step, but I don't. I think Evans is better. I think he's consistent. I mean, he is very consistent. He's the one that gets a thousand yards since he's been in the league, right? So, um, and we just talked about the Godwin situation that increases his target share a little bit, a little bit to start the year, and I think that's not going to change for the majority of the season. So, I think Evans. I think that's a clear because I'm looking at my rankings now. Evans is seven for me, and AJ Brown is twelve. So I, I I know they're close in ADP, fantasy pros consensus, but I do think Evans has a, a little bit better, uh, a lot better situation than AJ Brown does. Yeah, I, I I I it's hard to it's hard to not say Mike Evans. Like you can't like you said, there's just years and years of production that's just is there. It, and is it seven straight seasons with over a thousand? It's every single season, right? It's every single season. Every single season. Yeah, yeah. It's never not. Yeah. It's never not. Done. I don't know if it's NFL record or something, but I'm pretty sure it's close. Or something. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Yeah, it's hard to pick against him, but I do want to preface that by saying I do. I'm I'm probably higher on Jalen Hurts than a lot of people. I do think he's he's going to take. I won't say a, a, a step to put him in like an elite category, but, a but step. I think I think he's going to take <laughs> some. Step. He's taken a step, right? He's going to be a right. better passer than he was last year. I think I, I saw something. I saw something a couple of days ago that actually shocked me when they when they pulled up on the screen and said year two comparison between him and Josh Allen. Which I didn't is, see that. It's yeah. gross, right? But it's it, when you think about it, it, it's weird to look at. But his stats, Jalen Hurts year two stats were better than Josh Allen's year two stats. And I don't project. It's the third Jalen step, Hurts. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's I don't the project. Next step is what I think yeah. Yeah. that trajectory. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, I don't think point. he's going to take that Josh Allen elite step, but. Even if it's just a half step towards Josh Allen, I think that you got a you got a really good fantasy quarterback, and and I think that he's going to throw for a lot more, a lot more than people actually think. Uh, but I don't. I again, I can't pick. I can't pick him. I can't pick AJ Brown over Mike Evans. Well, but it's I an easy even with all yeah. that, and their their line play is going to be incredibly solid. Eagles have versus, one of the top versus the, the Bucks. Yep, Bucks yeah. are yes looking yeah. for guys to to man the center position, left guard. So. Well, people compare Allen and him too because this is how Allen became good is because they got him Stephon Diggs. Murray took a step. They got him Hopkins. I feel like we bring this situation up every single podcast, yeah. but it's like that for Hurts, I just I don't think it's the same. I don't I, Like you said, it's, it's definitely going to take a little bit of a step. I just don't think it's like what you think. He's not going to make like that. A thousand, like if he took a step when Allen did, Stephon Diggs was the number one wide receiver in fantasy that year. You know, so like he helped it helped him and it also made, you know, I just I don't know. I don't see the same thing with Hertz. Well, I think it's a good point. I, I want to bring up Devontae Smith. I mean, I, everyone's cemented in AJ Brown's fantasy value. I think Devontae Smith is the big question mark. Can Jalen Hurts utilize two wide receivers like that? Especially Devontae Smith's a route runner, right? So yeah. he needs he needs the ball on target. And Goddard's good too. Can he sustain the offensive weapons Three? that they definitely Three have? Yeah. They have great offensive weapons. Can he sustain them? And that's the huge question. Devontae Smith's going around ADB 91. That's right at, right with Kenneth, 
Kenneth Walker, Chase Edmonds, he's Tony one of the Pollard. harder ones for me to gauge. I just don't, yeah. I, I don't think I have him in any leagues, and it's not because I don't want to. I just don't know what I'm going to get. And same, I think I have the same thing with Judy too. Both those Alabama kids, I don't know if, like, I know they both got um uh, better uh, offenses. Russell Wilson's a huge upgrade for him, right? Right. But I, I just don't know. I don't. I can't. For I don't know if they're making a step. I haven't seen it. I think putting I think putting Judy over over Devonta Smith is probably the better play for sure. Uh, yeah, but I I, th- I I took it in I this in our that. mock draft. I took Devonta Smith over over Ayuk, and I probably wouldn't do that again. Now that I look, at I, it. I'm going. I was going to say Ayuk's at 96 ADP. A lot of people are going to have that decision of Devonta Smith versus Ayuk. It I should think be always Ayuk. Ayuk's just yeah. Yeah. he's more consistent. You know, Shanahan likes him now. He's going to be involved in the offense. Trey Lance is the question mark, but his quarterback play actually helps Ayuk more than Samuel. Right. Actually, so it I does. think it, yeah. And he was in the uh, doghouse, like you said, with Shanahan for multiple games for some reason. We never know why, but he can't. He, he's an elite talent, so he should be good. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw for thirty-one hundred forty-four yards last year. Do you do you foresee him? What where do you see him? You think he can get four four thousand yards passing this year? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> all right. Just I'm just throwing it out there. All right, he's more I likely mean, I, more I, likely to get four thousand yards rushing. Can someone than go passing? on Fanduel real quick and check their his passing yards prop because we can actually <laughs> talk about yeah. what he's not going to get? Because <laughs> no, I really I. <laughs> That's what I mean. I have him as my like uh, quarterback nine in fantasy. He's a top ten fantasy quarterback. Jalen Hurts is, yeah. but well, it's just dual like, threat is what right. propels him up yes. there. It's not elite passing ability. It's not that he's going to for sure sustain all three of those options in the offense. It's that he's going to be heavily involved in run game. I know this is a small thing, touchdowns. but like in Scott Fish, um, we do like completion percentages, and like he's not accurate, right? And that will hurt you in some leagues. Let me throw out two more names while you guys are getting his passing prop. <laughs> James yeah. Conner going around 30.7, Cam Akers at 31. That's I know I think 2 weeks ago Taylor talked about James Conner's due for a regression year. He led the didn't he lead the league in touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah. He had 20. He had 20. He had 20. Yes. Cam Akers second year off Achilles. I think he's a little buried on the depth chart, not not depth chart, but I mean ADP um rec- uh, running back rankings. McVay, I know kills running back value, but Daryl Henderson I think he's a little bit in the doghouse of the Rams. I mean, like McVay keeps talking up a two running back system, but if it's not Henderson, who else is it? It's not Jake Funk. It could be, but not really though. <laughs> but come on. Yeah. No, I think um the Connor thing for me, he was very reliant on those touchdowns. Um I the situation does get better with him, um, better for him. There's no Edmonds. Um the one thing I will have to say with his also why he was so good is that when Kyler was out, they ran the ball a lot more and he took a lot of those touchdowns in the red zone. Kyler loves to run in that 10 yard to whatever, you know, 10 yards to the, to the pylon. So he, he's going to do that more. He's going to take touchdowns from him. Um, I think they're going to pass more too. I think that they didn't pass a lot with him out. I, I think he missed two, three, four games, right? Tops Murray right. for that ankle injury he had. So, and he also was very, um, his stats, if you look, Warren Sharp in his book, he has very uh, detailed, horrible after the ankle injury. And we, I don't know if we can directly relate it to it, but he was poor passing the ball, running the ball after that ankle injury. And that's a reason why that team faltered. They were um, one of the, they're the top team in the league the first eight games, nine games of the year, and they fell off. So, do you think he watched film while he was out? Um, he was playing Halo, apparently. So, no, I mean, they took that. I actually, I thought that was a bad move for them to do that. I think that when they put that contract like out publicly, public shaming, yeah. they, they were going to have to take that out. I don't know what yeah. that the purpose of that was, but I, the second I saw that be put put out, I knew they were going to have to take that back. So that already just made them look bad. Um, it does, does worry me that you need to do that, though. And that's something he signed. Like that's he, your big he concern, thought he yeah. didn't really argue it too much. So that means he knows it's an issue, I think, too. But, um, I, I do think he's going to be really good this year besides all that. And I think he does take the value away from Connor. And I think, like you said, Akers, 
second year after Achilles. I know the Achilles a little worry. Um, I think he's 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 the main dude though. Even with Henderson there, he's able to do fantasy, you know, RB one stats with Henderson still there. Um, the touchdowns is the only thing. Henderson's always going to steal your touchdowns. He's a big body. He runs yeah. it in through the tackles. He's very good at doing that. So, but Acres is very good at catching the ball, and he showed he showed it before he was hurt. He he could do three downs. So that's what also they're going to put Henderson maybe in the doghouse because they want to use Acres more. I don't know, but I think Acres is definitely the play here over Connor. Yeah, yeah I he's, think if he's he, got a season six score of eighty eight, um, just because I think the Pro Football Docs want to see him prove that he's hundred percent off that Achilles. Um, he hasn't yet. Because yeah, he hasn't yeah, yet. Yeah. So, I mean, we just saw Lenin in action in the playoffs. He made it back sooner than expected. But as soon as he proves that, I don't see why his score can't jump in the 90s. Yeah, I think Cam Ankers is definitely the upside upside guy, right? He's he's the guy that has a higher ceiling for sure. I think, but if you're, it depends on where you're at in the draft and what your team already looks like. If you just need like an RB2 to like get you a steady input every week to kind of make, make everything nice, if you took a lot of risk early on, Connor's probably the, to probably the one you want to just kind of stabilize your roster. But, if you've got a good good couple set of, you know, a team that's actually you know is going to be consistent production, you, there's no real risk injury wise. I think I think you go Cam Akers and and just shoot for the moon. That's that's for the sure. way to do it. Yeah, I agree. That's all the names I had. So let's uh, let's get the mock draft. Okay, so uh, obviously this is a 12 team superflex mock draft. There's one QB, two running back. These are the, the roster slots. So we have one QB slot. Two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, a super flex slot, and then a, a single flex slot as well. Uh, but getting into this, how did you feel by doing this? By the way, I know this is one of your first like official. I know we we got to do a league like actual like money. Right. But you've never really done super flex like thinking like think thinking that you know putting those those visor on. Or yeah. So this was actually say. the first time I'd actually. I mean, I, I've done a couple mocks before, but I've never actually locked in and, and done like a true super flex mock. Right uh, or a superflex draft. Uh, I've taken over a superflex team uh, in a dynasty league and then ran that for a few years as well. But but so I got a little bit of up? the mindset. It was fine. I was do? I was top three every for two two out of the three years. Top three team. It's like top five. I think every time it was. I had a good squad and I turned it around sure. a little bit. But but again, I took over a team that wasn't exactly great. So uh, so That's yeah, good, it was it was fine. I do like the superflex style. I just this I've never actually locked in and done a league based on that. And you can see, I think in my strategy in the first round, I was the only one out of the four of us to not select a quarterback in the first round. Uh, but I think I, and now I'm ready to, I'm ready to defend that as well. If we want to get into that, but that's not, I wasn't really surprised on that. I just think that like, the more you do these, I feel like the more you're going to get burnt. So like right now you haven't really like got sunburnt yet. Like you've only been in the sun right. for like a half an hour. Well, me, that would be burnt already. <laughs> but um, I'm talking about like, yeah, like I feel like you need to do a couple more and then you'll realize like, wow, like these two quarterbacks aren't going to win, you know? Okay. You need to, well, yeah. Yeah, we'll Justin, see. Okay, Justin so, likes that. He likes like fighting his way out of the dirt of like... Bro, give me them scrubby quarterbacks. Well, I like to make like, it hard yeah. for myself. Like I got you into a 16 team league. Yeah. So at a certain point, we're, we're at round 30 and I've never... These players aren't playing, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you're trying yeah. to... What is quote unquote rounding the roster out? <laughs> Whatever gross. that means. <laughs> these guys aren't going to make their team rosters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they Luke might. was at number two. I was at pick five. Jacob, you were at eight. And Taylor, you were at 11. Uh, I don't know how you want to run through this, but I, I think we can touch on the first round because out of the four of us, like you said, I was the only one to not select a quarterback. Luke at pick two was able to get Josh Allen. I think we can all agree best quarterback uh, in, the, yes, in the league yeah. right now, especially number for fantasy. One, yeah. Any format for sure. Right, yep. right. So yep. w- number one overall, and we did this in Sleeper Mock, uh, this was uh, an unmanned team, took jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor number one overall. So that's how Josh Allen kind of just fell to Luke. After that, 
it went Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and then me at five. I could not pass up the opportunity to take who I, I honestly think probably is going to be the best running back, maybe even the best fantasy player, non-quarterback. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was in my lap. It was a choice between Christian McCaffrey or mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. And I just took so the running he, back, right? Was he Olivia Culpo? <laughs> I, was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I couldn't I couldn't not take Christian McCaffrey, and I'm okay with Sorry. that, right? So like I'm 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 happy to do which my what I wound up doing. Obviously, you you Jacob, you didn't everybody's first three picks wound up getting two quarterbacks. That's what that's what happened. You and I, Jacob, are the only ones that didn't in the first two rounds go quarterback, quarterback. Correct. Yeah. So so but we you saw have some a better value. argument, I think, Justin, because you got the number one dude. So I think at your position, you had a choice be going like you even have your cup guy that you talk about every podcast that you're going right. to take him in the first <laughs> round. So you had that available to you. Right. So I think you're the kind of person that like people usually will settle to burrow. Usually like even like my point at 10, I was probably going where you are. I like Prescott's as at a certain point, I'm like off it a little bit. But after burrow for me is when I when I do what you what you did. So like well, I if, told, but you're getting the number one dude, like you said, that's non QB. So I think you're not, it's not hurting you too much. If McCaffrey and Taylor somehow went before me in the first four picks, I'm, and as I'm sitting at five, I pick, I pick what's left of Allen Herbert or Mahomes. Easy. That's right. not, that's, that's not a question. It's not, For it's sure. no knock on Lamar Jackson either. I just can't at pick five, not pick what's left. I mean, I, I don't know. Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey, I think probably would have been my pick there, depending on who was there. And then I, I'm cause again, I, I, I kicked the can down the road a little bit on quarterback and, and in Superflex, I don't, I don't dislike my quarterbacks. I feel like I still have a decent, decent amount of upside on my quarterback. Uh, but, but we can get into that down the line. Jacob, you at number eight did, did wind up selecting Joe Burrow, um, right after Cooper cup got selected at seven. Yeah, man, uh, I did have a choice between Jefferson and, and Burrow, but Justin Jefferson. But once you wait that long, it's like I, if Burrow's the last quarterback available in that tier, I got to go Burrow. Yeah, you don't want to wait. And then if it, once it went around, I would have got Hurts. Would have been the top quarterback available. Hurts, Lance, Tr- Tom Brady. I'm right. alright with You're those as QB starts- ones, but like Burrow, it's Burrow. It's super flex. You gotta like you gotta like the quarterback a yeah. little more. So that's when you start like getting a little those 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 players that are usually okay seem a little bit more gross at the time, right? Right. Right. So Burrow, right after you, Jacob uh, goes Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then Taylor's on the clock. Talk to you. You pretty much have the turn, right? It's it's bang bang. Yeah, you actually, went Dak uh, Prescott. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, didn't, I was gonna. I didn't know. No, no, no I know. I want no, you yeah. to talk on that. Yeah, go I'm sorry. For it. I'm too. I talk over everybody. Um. So Prescott and Wilson. So what I do, I actually like getting the last and first in the draft, especially a lot of drafts. I feel like I've seen them doing third down, third round reversal, which you want to have the end part. Um, but I like getting the two picks because I think it makes me think like I can wait because I like value, like like you said, later, not necessarily quarterback, but I think there's value all throughout the draft later. So Prescott and Wilson for me are elite quarterbacks. I don't mind them. I don't really want to go wide receiver, running back or tight end here. I'm still like once you do this is the second part after Burrow, a second tier. But I still think like there's enough here that like I'm going to miss out on these guys if I once the turn goes around, you know, so I got Prescott. I got Wilson. Love both of them. I think they're both going to be good. I know Prescott. They're everybody's saying that you know exponentially is uh, talent is going to decrease. It's for sure, but that team passes sixty percent of the time. So I think they're going to be they're going to be just as fine. They're going to find other weapons. Tolbert will be Tolbert will be good. Uh, they wanted James Washington to be good, but obviously not. I mean, CD Lamb's going to be even more. He needs to take a step. That's the one thing that might be more relying on. He needs to take a step. Prescott has done that already. Before his ankle injury two years ago, he was the number one fantasy quarterback. So he needs Lamb to take a step. 
Schultz is good. He's going to take a little bit of a step too. Target share, just get his, like I said last podcast, he's a guy that doesn't need touchdowns. He gets five and 75. He's good. So, so re- real quick, yeah, I want you to, yeah, yeah. I want, the one thing that, that stands out here is you went Prescott at 11 over Kyler Murray that's on the board. Is, yes. Is, how, what's your thought process on that? Like, you, I mean, that's you, an you, argument for sure. Right. Um, Kyler Murray, I just think he's going to be fully 100% once DeAndre comes back. He needs that whole whatever, like the whole offense. That's six um, weeks. That's a big, yeah, that's big a, part of fantasy that's season. six weeks, yeah. So I know he, he's definitely going to be – he's going to have multiple weeks in that six that he's going to be a top-10 quarterback, tone 100%. Um, I just think, like, if Marquise Brown has a bad game or he just gets covered by a number one, he's in a very good division. I, I need to see the six to see who they play. But um, – He's going to get shut down one or two of those games, and then he's going to have to throw to A.J. Green and Rondell Moore. Uh, Kirk's gone. You know, Kirk's got a little nice safety blanket to have those two guys. You know, the elite guys are down there. So I think if Brown gets uh, bottled up one game, it, it, um, his, his, his game will de- – the fantasy points will go down a lot that game. I said that horribly, but yeah, no, we got the very, yeah. The articulacism was was on was point there. Poor, no, uh, it was. Very... No, it was good. Uh, so uh, after after your, I don't. We don't have to walk through the whole draft. I just want to talk about the first couple of rounds because when we no, all wound sure. up, we all wound up picking our quarterbacks in the first three rounds. So let's just move on to that. Uh, on the way back, Jacob, you uh, on the turn here picked Derek Henry, right? So quarterbacks on the board: Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. You went Derek Henry. I know it's half point PBR, so. You can make an argument that Eckler has more value in Henry at that spot, but I just they're going to ride Derrick Henry all Swift year. Swift even, Swift even, Swift yeah. even. Yeah, that's that's a value there too. But I just I think I think my super non superflex brain got excited and was just like I'm getting Derrick Henry in the second round. Yeah, no, that <laughs> like, feels that definitely feels, it just good, feels good. Right? Like yeah, no, I always want to go against people. I even Luke was telling like when we were drafting, Luke was like, "You got to draft Kyler here. Like he's the he's the obvious choice." In my head, I feel like I might have been like. You know what? No, Kyler. No, you know what I mean? I feel like we always yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah, do. Yeah. That, yeah, no, I just want to go against the grain. I want to be that guy. No, but like I think like I think that if you these kind of drafts, like just you should do that. I think because like going against just the rankings, just book by book, you're probably gonna lose more often than not. It's just boring too. You want to feel like it's your team, it's personalized right. to you. Like you yeah, have your you guys. Just, if, yeah. Yeah. You can't just select the top person on the suggested player board and and that's it. Now you might as well be auto drafting at that point. Right. right? That's so why I think wide receiver this year is so fun because yeah. like that's the one position I feel like even like before I've got better at this, just getting better as a, like an analyst just drafting. It's just like I always like to look at lists and stuff. But now I'm just like wide receiver this year. I was like, I can literally I get like excited. You can just pick off like you can pick the nine guy down, but you know that guy's gonna be good. So it's like like Elijah Moore when I got him, like I'm like I'll take him over so many different people that were there. And I had to go down the list a little bit to find him, you know, and those are the kind of people that are going to jump, you know? So at, at this point in the draft, coming back at the two, eight, I have Christian McCaffrey. I need a quarterback, right? Obviously you guys have yelled at me for the last, I don't know, few minutes. Uh, what <laughs> Even I before the draft, cause we know your strategy, yeah. you know, you're yeah. going to do that. <laughs> I wait a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, and yeah. it stresses you guys out a little bit, but I, I mean, sure. the, if you look at the first round, I'm not the only one not picking a quarterback in the first round, but uh, that's just, you know, it, yeah, sometimes all, it's you all see the, value. <laughs> It's yeah, those, those auto picks, man. Look at them. <laughs> I'm just like them. They have the same uh, idea as me. No, so sure. what happened here, biggest snipe of the draft, 100% for me, is I, I felt like if I pulled McCaffrey here, Jalen Hurts got to follow me in the second round, right? Like, I'm all I, I'm, I, I'm in on Jalen Hurts this year. I wanted him bad. And he goes the pick right before me in the second round, crushes my dreams, and I'm sitting there. And I scrambled a little bit, but I was like, I wanted somebody with similar upside uh, and possibly a higher ceiling, you know? So I wound up going Trey Lance in the second round who 
the jury's still out. I don't know if I'm completely on board in it, but it was kind of like a panic pick. I wanted to pick somebody who had a high upside, some rushing ability, and I could still get that uh, Jalen Hurts light. Uh, and I and I went Trey Lance uh, and everybody. <laughs> that's a good. That's like actually that. a good. No one's actually called him that. I don't yeah, think. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they have. But um, no, I think that's a guy. Like you even talked about him in the last podcast, uh, Justin. He's a guy that can get, be up in the top eight. And he could be in the top. He can be in the bottom. You know, you know, in the 20, 15, 20 range. You right. know, there's he's a such a big window that. Um, but I think that's enough to do there. I think like Brady, I actually not too high on, but like he's so consistent, fine there. Same with Stafford, not too high on him this year. Consistently good though. Right. Uh, that I was mean, Stafford was was the one I was leaning towards. I was like, man, I could I could just get him, but like they're I don't know. They're they're obviously going to be a good team, right? They they're they're obviously the best team in the league uh, coming off of it, but it's just. I wanted the, I wanted the crazy upside, right? Like especially like not not picking one of the the heavy hitters in the first round. You need to kind of shoot for the moon. I feel like if you miss out on that, so I'll take that and just hope for the best. And then on the way back, uh, real quick, let's go let's go to Luke at, at the two eleven. He did scoop up Tom Brady after picking Josh Allen, so he went quarterback quarterback, um, and then came back on the turn and at the three two scooped up Dalvin Cook. Uh, I don't that I think that's probably Saquon Barkley. I don't looking at other running backs that were on the board, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. You you you're on board with the Dalvin Cook there in the third, right? Yeah, I am. Um okay. I think Dalvin Cook is I think he's one of my I think I've moved him up a couple spots. He's really like seven. I think I have him like five. Let me check exactly what I have there. But I think yeah. Cook that Minnesota team, they have a new offense with uh Kevin O'Connell there. I have him at three, actually. I have him above Eckler. Actually, I'm completely fine with Cook there. I think Cook is gonna be really good this year. He's you never have to um worry about his catching ability he does that he i mean he has the shoulder issues he does pick those up i jacob you have his six core i believe right. it's in 92 to 94 um i don't have any issues with him and i think he's gonna have a better year than he normally has and he's already elite so i think he's gonna be shut up okay coming back at the three five this is when i get my second quarterback and we're not gonna go through the whole draft we're gonna just want to go through everybody picking their quarterback sure. obviously it's a super flex but uh so I, I picked trey lance for the upside ceiling and then i picked aaron Rodgers, just old reliable uh mvp well, you have to balance um, that out, right? Yeah. You have a guy, like we said, we have a guy that's going to be like 5 to 15. So get the guy that's probably 10. Oh, I have him 15. I know. Remember, you, oh, you I know. I know. You're low. Right there with the old <laughs> two on your list, yeah. bro. Yeah. But, but at least, yeah. I mean, I, I I think he's going to be slinging it. I, I, and he always has. So I, I'm okay At least they're the running that. backs. At least they're running backs, right? 50-50. Yeah. Backs, yeah. yeah. 50-50. They're going to wind up <laughs> yep. catching a bunch of balls this yep. year. And then going back uh, at the 3-8, Jacob gets his second quarterback. Pairing with Joe Burrow, he picks up Derek Carr. I, I mean, thoughts on that? You're the, you're the Raiders I'll, guy, I'll say right? if you're in a Scott Fish league that relies on literally completion percentage, you have the best two quarterbacks in the league right there. So, and I'm a Raider fan, so I guess I'm allowed to say that sentence. But um, I just think he's the end of that tier of yeah. Rodgers, Stafford, Brady. Like, if you're because if you're not getting him, you're getting Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, to uh, like that. That's a lot more. I do think Cousins is the end of that. I actually think Cousins, Cousins is, is there. In that I think same Cousins tier. is up yeah, there. Yeah, especially with yeah. what how high I'm on Cook. That's why I'm I'm high on that whole offense. Jefferson, Jefferson yeah. takes a step. Thielen's back Thielen healthy. gets double digit ten touchdown. You know, double the double digit is what ten is. Sorry guys, uh, yeah. ten touchdowns every plus plus year uh, every year. I'm, I'm excuse myself. You up, got sorry. it, dude. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, Thielen's there. Um, Irv Smith is back la- yeah. after last year, so he's gonna he's gonna do a little bit there. So uh, I'm I'm fine with Cousins in that tier too. But like you said, after Cousins, yes, the tier does drop. Fields is for the um for the um rushing ability. But his O line is terrible. The receiving weapons are terrible. That's just a teardrop. Tua could, he could. Matt Ryan's old, old reliable. If uh, <laughs> Rodgers is reliable, yeah. not even by age, just by right 
how they play. He looks like he's like he reminds me of a Rothberg last year. Yeah. Like I, I there's certain like Drew Brees too. Like you're seeing it and you're like you see in his face that he wants to throw 20, but it goes eight. And you're like, oh, we, we missed that. It used to go 20. We used to watch these guys and it was effortless. Yeah. And now it's just like, it's pain. Right. So I don't know. But um, yeah, that's for me there. Matt Ryan, he's reliable, but yeah, you're dropping off after cousins car for sure. Okay. So real quick, finish up the, finish up the quarterback part around threes. Uh, so you, you, which goes to you at the end of the third Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, you pick your first non-quarterback player and it is your guy, your TE one Kyle Pitts. I love that. I don't know why I love that. Like I, I wanted him on the way back. I thought for whatever reason, because, because it's a super flex, maybe the quarterbacks would have pushed him a little bit farther down. But I, if he was there in the, in the fourth, I would have easily taken him. The one thing I like when you're in positions like that, especially on the turn like that, um, you can get a number one of a position that's not the quarterback, probably. Yeah. You know, so if you want to do that, like if I liked Kelsey, I could have easily got Kelsey and like a number one receiver there. I know Cup got taken, but I mean, I like Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, I, I don't think he got taken right uh, before. Oh, he did. Uh, and she, yeah. So he had a lot more. I see that's the, that's the, all three of the non peoples. Right. So, I mean, I don't think they would. I don't, I think <laughs> the bots. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess that's a better way of saying the non peoples. Yeah. So, um, no, I think if it was a, an actual, like we had all analysts in here, every, yeah. you know, human bodies, um, I think only w- one receiver would have been taken. I think Jefferson right. and Chase would be around for me at that turn. So that's when, because that's what the turn, the one thing about that is you can, you're allowed to start because you can get the number one of a position. So I saw Pitts. I know he's my number one, Andrews and Kelsey are taken. But for me, I'm getting the number one, I believe, tight end. That's that's awesome there. Yeah, I think you got to take this whole thing with a grain of salt because you do look at these bots and you look at specifically team seven that didn't pick a quarterback until round uh, nine with Deshaun And they're not going to have a running back until week... Uh, no, they what, won't have a quarterback yeah, until week, week three. <laughs> three, so yeah. they, Whenever Wilson's back, yeah, yeah. They went Deshaun Watson and Zach Wilson. So it's like, what, what are we not, doing here? It's so realistic, yeah. It's completely unrealistic. So I you got to think crazy, a lot of better players would have Watson back. is a lightweight league winner. It's just because his, his schedule is semi-decent. He starts with the Texans, right? So, I mean... He comes it, back ready for playoffs. Yeah. Ready for so, fantasy playoffs. So yep. if you have a good team and you get him as your third guy and you slot him in, I mean... That's sneaky. That's it could sneaky. happen. It could happen. But this this guy clearly went from as his number one guy. That's an issue. That's so. yeah. That's a bit yeah. much. There's a lot. <laughs> lot. When yeah, when you're picking uh, Gabe Davis, uh, what is that? Like Clyde edwards alaire over over your quarterbacks without getting a quarterback first. That's weird. Uh, at least yeah, to me in Superflex. Sure. Uh, anything else from do. this draft yeah. before we get on out of here? Um, anything? Anything egregious? Anything to stand out? Let's, let's run through real quick. I know uh, wide receivers super deep this year. I like what Taylor said. You can kind of customize your wide receivers to what what your belief is and how they're, they'll perform in the offense. Give me the wide receiver you're most excited about this year on your team that you picked in the mock draft. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. Oh, I can talk I about Luke's team. I'll do Luke's go, first. Go, go Luke I know, first. Um, he loves um, St. Brown. He loved him last year, and he obviously won multiple championships for people with his last six to eight game range where he was outstanding. So I think that's who he loves the most. Um, Traylon Burks is also, he's a Burks... Uh, uh, what's it called? Truth hype, hype man. Hype yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, no. He's in Burke's to, corner. I was yeah. trying to say like a, like a 50 cent type, a you know, like yeah, yeah. 50 cent Floyd Mayweather <laughs> type, you know, so he's uh Burks is he's got all the opportunities there. Yep. We talked about him on the podcast before. So I, I, uh, those two, I think are his number two. Right. But yeah, go Justin. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. So, to... so, I mean, obviously I think there are better wide receivers on this team, but I think, I think I'm warming up to this and, and things that are, that I'm hearing out of camp and everything. It's just, I might, I might plant my flag in Devonte Parker being like a great late, late round flyer. 
I know I got Jalen Tolbert at the very end here, which is obviously another one of those categories. I, but I, I feel like I inceptioned that in your brain. No, you did. It's in my yeah. brain. Uh, I obviously wanted <laughs> yeah, to go. True. I wanted to go Romeo Dobbs there at the end, but I think it's to the point now where the, if you want Dobbs, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to jump around up, jump around or maybe around two rounds up to get him at this point. The way the hype's going. Well, I got him right before you. I got him at four. Right. Him the That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know you're That's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. Couldn't, I, I shouldn't have waited. I should have just grabbed him. But I did get Devontae Parker, and I honestly, I, I feel like he's just like the most beta alpha receiver you could think of, right? I don't even think that's that even a term. He's like, he's like, he's like a beta Sounds, alpha. I, like, I know what you mean, which means right. you did something right. Yeah, for sure. So I think, I think he's just the guy there, right? I, I feel like... He's the number one there. I think, yeah, yeah and, you're and, right, yeah. For New England, I, and I just somebody's going to have to emerge. Obviously, Jacoby Myers is still pretty good, but he's a good route runner. They brought That's in Devonte Parker, and I, I don't think they're not going to use him. And I and I feel like he's getting kind of like slept on. So if, if I can get him at the end of a draft and just throw him on the end of my bench and see what happens, I feel like he's going to be somebody that might surprise you. The one thing I'll say on him, the reason why he was brought in, all the other receivers they had were the same route yeah. running speedsters <laughs> that ran around the middle. Kendrick Bourne, like they're all the same. So bringing bringing uh, Parker in, which will increase his face value, is scoring the ball. He's very he's a bigger body than all of them. He's clear, like you said, he's clearly like when you put him in a wide receiver room, he knows he's the one. Like he's first off, he's bigger than all of them. So yeah, he's right. like looking at him like, hey, this what are you doing? Shades, I'm getting big, I'm getting big <laughs> yeah. shades of Randy Moss to the Patriots vibes right here. Maybe even surpassing Randy Moss. No, I've seen uh, a fan- no, okay. the hot <laughs> take. Settle down, yeah. no, I saw a fantasy pros uh, analyst. He's one of their writers. He w- he went to um the on um, the Patriots camp and he's saying that like that's how they're using him in all all situations as the number one guy. So I mean, it, like you said, if you're getting a number, I know it's not it's Mac Jones. Mac Jones is actually very accurate. So right. um, you get a number one receiver in the thirteenth round. That's high value for sure. So you're saying Devontae Parker is going to moss people? No, so, yes. so much that it becomes a verb that he's going to park people. You got he's parked. Gonna, he's going to Devontae Parker. <laughs> you got yes. parked. Yeah. He parked on him. <laughs> All right, Jacob. All right. What about you, man? I I looking back at the draft, I only end up choosing four wide receivers. The fourth was Garrett Wilson. But I'm really happy with my top three. I mean, McLaurin is just so consistent. Mike Williams, I know you guys are giving me a little bit of grief, but that's such a high-powered offense that two is going to get production. But Juju Smith-Schuster in round seven, he has so much upside. He's got the highest six score um, of any wide receiver this year of the top fantasy relevant ones. I think he's just going to eat in that Chiefs offense. I know that's that's not like a original take or anything, but I just think there's so much value in him as a wide receiver three. Your wide receiver room is definitely the worst, but um, it's, it's <laughs> respectfully, it's, uh, of course. No, but your but your running back room might be the best out of the three. You know, people we're talking right now because I really like give, Henry. Give I, like, take. I like Henry. Like Elliot Stevenson's a sleeper for me. Yep. Um, Spiller's going to be good. I know he's going to miss maybe week one with that uh, ankle, I believe. But I I see him dipping a lot in the Eckler's value. Algier, we I believe we talked about yeah, on the podcast last week. I think. Yeah, he's going to be number two might even be the one B if he figures his stuff out. So I don't think he's overtaking Patterson yet, but if he is the one B, that's what he wasn't going to be before. So, I mean, he's, he's doing work to get himself there. Yeah, um, and I don't, I don't hate Mike Williams either. If, if he can find a way to bottle up whatever he was drinking in the first half of the season last year. Yes. Uh, that's the one it, thing. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was bottle that. <laughs> yeah. We need that. We need that every Definitely week. Fell off. Now my <laughs> issue with getting Williams so high, cause he is, he's in that offense with Herbert is that you're drafting a number two receiver within so many wide receiver ones. That's why I love to pick and choose the thing, but like, that's one thing. That's why Gabriel Davis is going so high because when you have a Herbert, and you got an Allen as your quarterback, then they believe that you can sustain the two. Look at what the Bengals did last year. T. Higgins was a top 12 wide receiver last yeah. year as the two. 
Um, so it can be done, but the bet on that is is hard. But like Justin did say, his first half of the season, he was better than yeah. um, Keenan Allen by miles. He was the clear fantasy guy there because Justin Herbert can actually push the ball down the field compared yeah. to other wider uh, quarterbacks they've had. Even so, if he does the same statistically at the end of the season, just take that and spread it evenly across it. You got yeah. yourself a great wide receiver right there. Oh, that's how that's you create fantasy team. players. In the lab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. it. Just take that production, spread it across. That's Rashad it. Penny, you know how you rush at the end of the year? Do <laughs> that do for that the whole year. Games. Don't, don't pick up any soft tissues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not well, saying give me the elite production. I'm not saying give me the elite production. I'm saying right, right. take that, take half of that. And just sprinkle it, right? Like just right. statistically, you can do the same at the end of the season. But when you look at his like game by game chart, it's disgusting. You're like, wow, he did all this in the first six weeks of the season or whatever it was. It was sure. kind of it was off the wall. I was getting crazy trade offers for him last year. The guy who had Mike Williams was trying to sell so hard, and I was almost buying. Thank That's God I right, didn't. It's the right <laughs> move to do. That is the right move. I also want to yeah. know how did he know that was going to end? For did real? He, was he? Is he the bottler? The inside this, track. Is, is, he, <laughs> yeah. is he the bottler of this? We got to blame him. The, <laughs> the secret stuff he was giving yeah. to him. But uh, no, that. that's that's it. Uh, Taylor, it. what about yeah. you? Your wide receivers. What do you got there? Um, like you made fun of me before. I'm not going to say anything. I love all of them. Um, Marquise Brown. I think he's awesome. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I stacked with Russell Wilson, so I think that's value. I think Cortland Sutton's going to be awesome this year. He already showed a lot last year, first year off the ACL, that he can, second half of the year, he was doing really, really well, so I just think that's going to carry over. Um, Elijah Moore, I don't care who's throwing to him. Um, I think he's going to do good. He caught like an 89 billion uh, yard touchdown in practice the other day, and it was Flacco. <laughs> so I'm not really too worried about it. It was 75, guys. I'm sorry. Okay, but, um, million. Rounding up. Yeah. <laughs> little bit and then uh jarvis landry i think he's just consistent even if he's the third guy there i still think he gets like a decent amount of catch. i think i really think that um saints offense is going to be better than people think kamara is not getting suspended at all winston needs to take a little time from that uh, acl tear he had uh associated damage to it as right. well he's an 81 six score for the yeah, season which is very is low compared to the starting quarterbacks that are out there but um he will get better, I think. Yeah, I, I Jarvis Sanders is another dude that's like uh, he's on my radar as like the 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 opposite. Like again, you got it. Depends on how what you've built, but at the end of the draft, if you need somebody that's stable, I feel like Jarvis Sanders is going to be a pretty stable, consistent wide receiver that's going to that's going to put up. Decent and he's numbers. going 12 to 14, 15. Like 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 right. you said, around where he's going at, you got like the Boyd's. Well, it's decent, but like Christian Watts, uh, Christian Watson's uh, Parker. I know you like Parker, but I mean, I'm taking Landry over Parker. Um, yeah. Gallup, you know, like those are the kind of people that like in this range, like Landry should be one of the top three options in this range, I think. Well, that'll about do it then. 12 team Superflex mock draft recap. Anything else from you guys? Uh, oh, I did take just... Jobs too. My last you did. Yeah, you got, you got Romeo, yeah, bro. You're about Romeo. We, we talked Romeo. about him so much. I feel like I was like, he just <laughs> had I'm, I'm exhausted. Time, yeah. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm no to more the point now where I'm like, do I want to buy this guy's jersey? Like, am I doing this? Like, <laughs> if I'm going to buy an 87 Packers jersey, it's got to be Jordy, right? Like, I'll literally give you fifty more dollars to get the Aaron Jones jersey. Don't be, don't be. Oh, crazy. I already have an Aaron Jones jersey. <laughs> oh, you that's do. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my guy. Dude. I, I, I don't want an AJ Dillon. I don't like you know. No. You might need to get AJ Dillon shorts. He's more known for his quads <laughs> than know. his actual gameplay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's get the heck out of here. We've 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 uh, I, we've been in these people's ears too long. I think we've wasted Justin Rob Doyle's time. Yeah. Apologize. How dare you? How dare you? No, I'm kidding. It wasn't a waste. This was a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Love obviously. We're doing more and more mock drafts, but the season's about to be here, man. Our leagues are about to start officially. And, uh, Two weeks and I'm away. Excited. Yeah, I'm What's excited. Happening? It's going to be fun. Sure. So 
All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Another fantasy football show presented by Sports Injury Central. Get all your details, injury analysis, your preseason injury report, SICscore.com. Check it out there, and we'll catch you guys next week. See you later. See you soon. Thank you.